Go podcast is brought to you by The Sanctuary. For more information, please visit www.thesanctuarychurch.com. We are going to be continuing in our spiritual but not religious uh, series today. And uh, today I want to welcome the enthusiastic and the mystical to the lineup of spiritual styles. There are, there are all these spiritual styles. We're going to be going to them. And if that's not you, you're welcome too. So I'm welcoming them. You're going to hear about them. But, but if, if that's not you, you're welcome. And I want to encourage you with this. Please collect all nine of these styles because you can get them on the website. You can get them off of the, uh, off of the app. But collect them and have some conversations around them. Community groups are going on right now, and so this is a great place for you to go, oh, I just found out that I am this style, and who's this style to, and, and who's my opposite style, and, and begin to have those conversations, share your style, find out about other people's styles, uh, and, and just have those conversations. Uh, it reminds me, this whole thing just reminds me of how much I miss you guys. I just miss being with you. I miss laughing with you. I miss uh, just... Hu- miss hugging you guys, uh, but it doesn't mean that we're not having some fun, because uh, the youth group is out there, U-Turn is out there. Have you heard about these flamingos, by the way? They are all over the place, and watch this. This is a little bit of the crazy going down. the grumpy old guy at the end there, right? Grumpy old man, get off my lawn. Uh, The flamingos are making their way across Santa Clarita. They're all over the place. Uh, If your kids are not part of what's happening with U-Turn Digital on Wednesday nights, get there. Plus, check this out. This coming Friday night, right? Masks. The masks are coming out. Did you get a close-up on that? I don't know if you can get that, but the U-turn masks, they got these U-turn masks. Check it out. Three, three designs that they're going to be pulling out here. What? Uh, this Friday night, 4:30 to 6:30, the youth are getting these, but you gotta this Wednesday, digital youth. So check in with uh, U-turn on Wednesday night. You can get all the details in regards to that. This coming Friday, all these U-turn masks are coming out. I'm like jealous much? Yes, that would be me. So anyway, lots of flamingo fun going on. There was, oh man. Uh, Well, these days uh, are so filled with ups and downs, the fun that youth groups having, etc. right? Lots of stuff going on. But this series, Spiritual But Not Religious, kind of 
smacks in the face of that because most people just think religious is just really stuffy. And uh, we are continuing, even in the midst of this quarantine, we're still having some fun with each other. So I'm just, I'm glad to be a part of it. I, I was so excited. Uh, plus I got a big pile of free toilet paper. You know, who doesn't need that these days, right? Well, there are many out there who would consider themselves to be spiritual but not religious. And uh, some will experience God in the gentle breeze or in the rolling hills or the majestic mountains, right? And, and, the, and then they get with the love of family and friends and they go, oh yeah, I'm, this is my spiritual moment. This is such a spiritual moment, right? Many would consider themselves to be Christian in some sense, but they've got a problem with organized religion, Right? Uh, They do want Jesus, they do want spiritual experiences, but they don't want the church and they don't want the Bible. It's like, well, I like that part of the Bible and this part, well, you can't just do this part and that part, right? So if that describes you or someone that you know, please allow me to share just a few thoughts with you this morning. I just I wanna, I wanna talk about this spiritual but not religious. I, th- I think about our local high school. It's just up the street. At Golden Valley High School, their motto is this. It's on your screen right now. Diversity is our strength and unity is our goal. This is the school motto. And while it is very excellent and very true, the church that Jesus established is actually the exact opposite. Isn't that wild? I, I saw it the first day I saw it, wow, that's the opposite of the church. According to Ephesians 4, 5, we have one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. See, we start with unity. And then as we're discovering each week, we're discovering that diversity is our goal, not to be all alike, to be our own individual selves, the way God made us. Not everybody expresses and communicates their faith in the same way or the same style. And so I'm looking at in this series going, hey, look, you be you, boo, right? I'm going to be me. You be you. That's okay. We've got our own styles. That's all right. And we're all together. We create this beautiful mosaic called the body of Christ. That is what this series is covering in these days. So let's get into it, okay? There are two general, there are two ways that uh, God reveals himself to humanity. The first is often called general revelation. It's kind of this uh, thing that you, you can know about God by seeing the stuff that he created, right? Here's what Romans chapter one, verse 20 says. Check this out. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky, And through everything that God makes, right? They're checking it all out. They could clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power, his divine nature. They've got no excuse for not knowing God. I mean, we can learn a lot about God by standing on a mountaintop, holding a newborn baby, even falling in love with someone. But I gotta tell you something. When we experience these natural things, there is this overwhelming sense of, awe, right? You're like, wow. And it gives us the general impression that God must be awesome, right? It's like, take your breath away. I've said this before that this revelation is interreligious. And by that, I, I just mean that you don't have to be a Christian to have this encounter. See, the Buddhist, the Christian, even the agnostic all see and all experience this awesome right? Additionally, deep down inside of each one of us in our hearts, we seem to have a general sense of morality, 
right? Everybody does. Everyone in the world thinks that some things are wrong and other things are right. And though we may disagree on how we go about it, we all believe that fairness and justice are good things. And the sense of morality that we have is what gives us this general impression that God is probably as upset about suffering and injustice as we are, right? Here's the second way that God reveals himself. It's through what's called special revelation. So we have that first one is general revelation. You kind of see it in everything that's created. You look at flowers and mountains and trees and you go, there clearly is a God. This didn't happen on accident. But then there's this special revelation. In other words, God has, at times, he's inspired specific people. There are people that he has reached out to and communicated through. Check out what Hebrews chapter one, verses one and two says. It says this, long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors, here it is, through the prophets. He's speaking through these men, right? And now in these final days of the New Testament there, he has spoken to us through his son. That's Jesus. God promised everything to the son as an inheritance and through the son, he created the universe. Do you catch that? As Christians, we believe what these prophets wrote. And they wrote that God's son is Jesus. See, God is constantly revealing himself in an attempt to establish and maintain a relationship with us. Oftentimes I put it just for my own simple-mindedness, right? I'll put it this way. See, in, in the Old Testament, there was God the Father. And then in the New Testament, there was God the Son. And then in this present Testament, there is God the Holy Spirit. Though all three are still one and all revealed all the time, the Holy Spirit was in the Old Testament. Okay, so we know this. The scripture lays it out, but this is how he reveals himself in fullness. We go, oh, Old Testament, New Testament, present Testament. Well, today God continues his attempts. He wants to break through to all of mankind. He's trying to make himself known. The Bible says the Holy Spirit's drawing people in, saying, hey, come see this. You gotta see this. Check out 1 Corinthians chapter uh, chapter. 2 verses 10, 11, and 12. Check this out. But it, but it was to us that God revealed these things. Here it is. This is the big one for today. By his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep, catch this one, deep secrets. Verse 11, no one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit. So we can know the wonderful things that God has freely given us. Do you see that? Check out verse 16. It says, Paul says, we understand the Lord's thoughts because we've been given the mind of Christ. See, the spirit of God revealed God's secret thoughts. First, to the followers of Jesus, and then those disciples, and then those apostles, then passed it all on to others through their teaching, through their sermons, through their preaching, through their writings, right? They kept passing it down until it gets to me, it gets to you. So if we want to know the mind of Christ and the thoughts of wisdom that God has for us, then we got to devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching. This is what they were teaching us. we got to receive their words as the word of God. The Bible tells us that these men were led by the Holy Spirit when they wrote all this down. And we understand that their words are trustworthy, full of acceptance. We, we gotta go for this. Ultimately, we cannot know the thoughts of God unless we devote ourselves 
to the reading and understanding of Scripture. Check out what Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Check this out. He says, all Scripture, all of it, cover to cover, Genesis through Revelation, all in between, it's all inspired by God. It's all useful to teach us what is true, to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It, all of it corrects us when we're wrong. All of it, all of it teaches us to do what's right. God uses all of it. I want you to hear this. To prepare us, to equip us, his people, to do every good work. We need the Bible more than ever today. What we have seen in the previous weeks is that it is actually impossible to be spiritual without being religious. Those who try to figure God out through the natural world aren't really being spiritual. That's what we're just reading about here. They're just relying on the physical to teach them about the spiritual. A newborn baby, a warm embrace, again, a mountaintop moment. They're all physical experiences and they move us through our physical senses. What I see, what I hear, what I taste, what I smell, what I touch. Those are amazing moments but it's not spiritual. The only way to spiritually know God is with a connection with Jesus the Christ. That's the spiritual connection that we're needing. Bible study, worship, fellowship with the church, selfless obedience. These are all spiritual experiences, spiritual expressions. Paul taught us that the unspiritual self, just as it is by nature, can't receive the things of God's spirit because there's no capacity for it. it we, we just can't take it in, primarily because it seems silly to us. Without God's spirit in us, we're like, what a joke. You gotta be kidding me. You ever hear someone say that? Uh, Christianity's a joke. It seems silly to them. See, because spirit can only be known by spirit. Check out 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Look at this, it says, but people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths. The stuff I'm talking about, the stuff that the apostles talked about, they can't receive these truths from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them and they can't understand it because only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. Do you see it? What we need is God's spirit and our spirits in open connection and communication. That's, that's what we need. That's what would be officially called communion, right? When we're in connection and we're in that communication, it's communion. Now that's different, by the way. Next week we're going to be having communion during worship service. So would you prepare uh, even now? You just go, oh man, I want to get some juice set aside, get, get a couple crackers set aside, maybe some matzo bread, right? Get that stuff set aside. We're going to have worship next week during our uh, celebration service. But but this communion that I'm talking about, that's what God wants with us. He says, I, I want to be connected to you. I want to communicate with you. That's communion. Uh, this communion that we're celebrating next week is the Last Supper, the Lord's Table. There's all kinds of names for it. But I want you to hear this. Being in the church and accepting the teaching of Scripture and assembling together, like we're not able to do these days, to worship, to study, to selflessly give of ourselves and to serve one another, that is true Christian spirituality. But it's the spirit that makes the difference. It's the spirit. 
So that's what I'm gonna be dealing with as I get into the colors of spirituality. Check this out. There's the colors of spirituality right there. Green, red, and blue. And at the very center is God. God's at the center of all of this. And that's ultimately our goal. That's why I keep asking you, crisscross back over the other side. You got your strength. Go back to your weaknesses. In the midst, you're gonna find God. Here you go, ready? God is right there in the center. God is seen in three revelations. They're expressed by the names or the positional roles, right? The Father, that's the general knowledge. I've been talking about this morning. That's got a universal application. Then you got the Son, you see him there. That's objective knowledge with exclusive application. And then what we're going to deal with today is the Holy Spirit, which is subjective knowledge with existential application. What does it mean for my life? And the foundation for all of this is Mark 12, 30. We got to love God with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind. And when we do all of that with all of our strength, we're going to experience spiritual connection through these nine spiritual styles. See these styles? These styles each describe how we most naturally connect with God, which is good, which is true, and it's so beautiful. In the first week, we explored the green section with the sensory and the rational. You can see them there. Then last week, we got to dig into the red section with the scripture-driven and the sharing styles. And what's wild is it's, it's like God is somehow broadcasting on all nine of these channels, but we've only been set up to receive one or two, right? The reason we don't receive anything on the other seven or eight channels isn't that God isn't transmitting anything, but simply that we haven't subscribed to these channels. And that's where my metaphor actually breaks down. <laughs> because here's the problem. With cable, it's a matter of flipping a switch on your remote, right? Okay, I, I, wanna, I wanna purchase Hulu, get Netflix for myself or whatever it is, right? You just click on the remote and say, yeah, 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 make purchases, right? But with the colors of spirituality, these nine styles require preparation, requires to step back and say, okay, what is required on our part in order to activate this channel that is currently disabled? How do I get this to become live in my life? This is how we begin to understand who God is. Because when that starts to happen, we simultaneously begin to understand who we are. And each of us, and I'm gonna keep saying this, is uniquely designed to connect with God in his uniqueness. You've seen the uniqueness of who he is. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The goal of this series is to discover and then develop our style and appreciate others in their styles. Today I wanna to look at two more styles in the color blue. Again, this blue section represents God, the Holy Spirit. Here's the five blanks, you gotta fill them in. So got your app, get it open, here we go. Here's the five blanks, ready? We talk about the Holy Spirit and here's what we do, we use verbs, that's your fill in there, verbs. Those are the words that, used, that we use to describe actions. I've got a few samples there for you, weep, change, live, stop, start. Walk, run, laugh, this is what we're doing, actions, right? Here's the next one for you. The Spirit is in us and appealing to us by empowerment. The Spirit is constantly saying, you could do this. I'll, I'll give you the, the ability to do this. I will empower you. This empowerment is developed through gifts. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute here. Lastly, we are connected, here's your fill-in, in the Spirit representing a restoration. It's getting back to what once was. 
This is where Christ for us becomes Christ in us. So spirit and restoration when we're walking with and through the Holy Spirit. See, through the Holy Spirit, God pours out his love into our hearts. We enter into a relationship with God and we become, you and I become the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage you. Listen, I, I can't encourage you enough. The app is there for you. Please get the app. It's so important to get the app because the app has the ability to let you first take notes because we're supposed to not just be inspired. We're supposed to be doing perspiring, right? We got to work this thing out. What does it mean? Work out our salvation, right? It's like, okay, I'm, I'm a student, a lifelong student. So I'm taking notes. But with the app, you can process the reader. There is a reader that is called The Fruits and Gifts of the Holy Spirit. And if you haven't read that yet, I encourage you, please check this out. You're going to find it. It's available in the app. Just go there uh, on the website. Go to sanctuarychurch.com live. And there is a button there. You can download the, the, this reader there. This reader is all about how we've been empowered to live the Christian life. Okay, so I encourage you to get that. Now, th let's take a look at these nine styles today. Here's these nine styles. Unfortunately, for these two that we're going to be covering this morning, uh, both of them are marginalized and misunderstood. Ugh. And I have been a part of that misunderstanding. It's like, oh, I, I didn't understand it. Watch this. I didn't understand it. And then once I did understand it, I've been a misunderstood because I kind of dabble in one of these this morning. These two styles we're gonna be looking at focus on emotional health and spiritual power. So first, let's look at enthusiastic. Here's the enthusiastic. Check this one out. The red arrow, you can see it right there on the compass. The red arrow points to the enthusiastic. The theme song here is celebrating the power of God. That's what, that, that's, enthusiastic's all about that. Their strengths include an openness to the supernatural, Longing for the power of God. When you, when you go here scripturally, you got to think of 1 Corinthians 4.20. For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. Here it is. They love this. It's living by God's power. As far as weaknesses, there's an exaggerated view of human feelings. It's emotionalism. Possibly leading to the acceptance of actual unbiblical practices. I've seen it happen. Anything natural looks, is looked down on as blasé. We need signs and wonders, right? These folks feel threatened by biblical doctrine, by science. Sometimes I, I, I've actually heard it go as far as people saying, you know, that just quenches what the spirit wants to do. Talk about science and talk about doctrine, right? Well, the opportunities for the enthusiastic, if you want to grow, where do you got to go? Come on, where, you, know, you know what this is. Go to your opposites, right? Rational and doctrinal can help you balance and mature your enthusiastic nature that God has given you. We can learn a lot from people who aren't like us. And I'm gonna keep saying this over and over and over again. Beloved, listen to me, here it is. We need each other, right? We need each other. I need you. I need her and him and them. And you need me and her and him and them. We need each other. So as you're looking at the enthusiastic, as I pointed all that out this morning, were you thinking, oh my gosh, this describes me. Awesome. Would you say that no matter how much you experience God, you're never really satisfied? Are you constantly hungry to experience more of God? Would you say there is a dissatisfaction with the ordinary, with the status quo? especially when you compare it to the way God describes life to be had in the Bible. 
We'll, we'll fill this in. This is for you, enthusiastics. The enthusiastics live in a place where their expectation of God's power is constantly, here it comes, growing. Does that describe you? Uh, if it does, I'm telling you, just like the title this morning, you are welcome, at least in this church anyway. I know some places will go, I don't think so. You raise your hands and worship. Don't do that here. Well, at the sanctuary, we believe in a God who acts. That's right, today, through signs and wonders. And keep in mind that a sign is, is, is just a window through which the light from another level of reality shines into this life. Let's, let's take a look at the second style today. Here's the second style for this morning. It's called the mystical. Here's the mystical. Check this out. They're, they're resting in the presence of God. That kind of caps it all up, right? Resting in the presence of God. Their strengths include cultivating the mysterious, focusing on the inner person. Now, by the way, when I say mystery, I'm, I'm not talking about the whodunit detective novel, right? But I'm talking about the biblical mysterion described in Colossians 1.26. That which was hidden, but is now revealed. That's the mystery these guys are into. The mysticals love the mysteries of God. Now, some visualize this mystic. It's got some wild beard sitting in a cave or on a mountaintop contemplating their navel, right? right? But there's so much more to it. The mystic has trained their eyes to see the things that others don't perceive. Check out their focus on the image of God in other people. It has transformed their eyes into loving eyes. Their weaknesses, or what I would call the peril is, they see everything as a mystery to be discovered, along with confusing and misusing their feelings. Ugh. Scripturally, you got to think about Romans 8.26. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray, but... The Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that can't be expressed in words. The mystical, oh, they're threatened. They're so threatened by biblical and logical systems and standards. We already know how to resolve this, right? Come on. Find your opposite. The doctrinal and the scripture-driven can throw light on your dark side. And keep this in mind because I want you to see it there. God is at the center. Remember, he's at the center. And as we make our way across the middle, we will encounter him. This is our opportunity to balance ourselves. And I got to encourage you to initiate that change. Initiate that by moving across your place. I'm over here. I got to go over there. I'm over here. I got to go over there. It's okay. Uh, the reason I say we need to initiate this change, you know why, right? We need each other. We, I need you. We need each other. And so I go, you know what, I got I to gotta find out how those people do it. Because I know how I do it. And if I just hang out with a bunch of people who do it the way I do it, that's, that's the beauty of the body of Christ. God's design. He said, I'm going to put all these different kinds of people all in the same place to express the fullness of who I am in their way. And, and so she does it one way and he does it another way and they do it another way. And we're all together. But when I talk about the mystical, does that describe you? Does it sound like you? Is that the way you pursue God and his kingdom? If you're a mystic, you're probably thinking all these patterns and explanations are obscuring it more than enlightening it, right? You're like, why do we have to get into all this stuff? Why can't we just spend time with God? See, most of us confuse you for the new ager who's around the block and down the street. 
please do me a favor. I need you to talk to us. Don't write us off as unenlightenable. I, I know God's speaking to you in the way he speaks to you, but you got to teach us how to do that. Do you experience the Holy Spirit working within you, especially when you're in silence and solitude? You could be a mystic. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing like, that's off limits, man. You can't be doing that. Fill in this blank. Here, this one's for you. The mysticals, they know the difference between solitude, which is a separation for refining our soul, the difference between solitude and isolation. And I tell you what, you don't choose solitude, you will choose isolation if you neglect solitude. I want you to hear me say this today, mystics, that just because your spirituality is characterized by practices and contemplation, listen to me, you are welcome. The church needs you. I need you. We need you. Please, please, please come into the church and show us how do you do it? How do you spend time alone like that? Because, man, I got to have the TV on and the music on, and I got to do six things at one time. And these mysticals, they're like, man, we just need to. mm." Now, that is styles five and six. Have you figured out your spiritual styles yet? I don't, I don't know if you have or not, but I, I've gone through now six different styles, and I think all of these styles, including the three variances we're going to talk about next week, we're going to look at those. I believe that it all touches on the primary problem with the spiritual but not religious. That's why I love these styles, because all of a sudden the spiritual and not religious are like, hey, wait a minute. Why are all these different people? They all got their hangups and hurts and habits. Isn't there, if, if there was just one way to do it, wouldn't it just be better if we all just did it one way? So you know what they do? The spiritual, not religious, they say, I know, I'll do it my way. You do it your way. To each their own. Make up whatever you like. But as I've said before, the Bible shows us repeatedly what happens when people do whatever seems right in their own eyes. That's not the way. If we could just kick out all the human beings, wouldn't have all these conflicting standards. If we just kick out all the sinners, wouldn't have such an incredible need for grace. If we just kick out all the religious elites, wouldn't have to deal with guilt and shame. Just get rid of, again, get rid of the humans. But then the church isn't here. And God said, well, all of its brokenness, this is the best idea. I'm gonna put all these broken people together. Watch this. And I'm gonna help with my styles. I'm gonna help heal you. And with your styles, you're going to, listen to me, beloved, you're going to help heal me. I need you. We need each other. Communities of humanity have worked together, fought together, goofed up together, isolated together, quarantined together. Wait, no, quarantine separate. Okay, let's not go there, right? Here we are thousands of years later. We're still trying to be the body of Christ. And we're human, and we're realistic enough to know that we need a Savior who's divine. That's, that's what this is all about. It keeps coming back down to that. Even in the way God's made me, I, I need him. I need him to make me complete. So this morning, if you're here and you're listening, this going, okay, I don't know what mine are. Again, I encourage you to go back. If, if, if enthusiastic and mystical aren't yours, I encourage you to go back. F- find your style. But it has to start with a relationship with Jesus. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you can't know the Spirit. That's what I talked about this morning. The Spirit is only known by the Spirit. 
So if that's you, I want you to know that God has been lovingly pursuing you for a long time. From the very beginning, he's pursued relationship with you. And I want you to hear that so badly. But we have a free will that goes, eh, I don't think so. I'm gonna do what I wanna do. When I wanna do it, how I wanna do it, where I wanna do it, with who I wanna do it. I'm, I'm charging me. And God says, you're right. You get to make that choice. But would you do me a favor? Would you choose me? Choose me. Choose me because I have life and I have life abundantly. God's love is for you. He restores you. He renews you. He builds this relationship up again. But we have to accept Jesus for that to happen. Jesus, the Christ, the Savior, the one who rescues us. And we do that, here it is, in the Spirit by faith. See, it's something that we can't see. It's something that we, it's not tangible. We can't hold on to that. And that's why spirit knows spirit. We go, well, so what do I do? Got to check, out a, check off a box and fill out a form? No, 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 no. You just make a decision. Where? How do I make a decision? It's a spiritual thing by faith. Would you choose today? If you're listening to what I'm talking about, and you're saying, you know what? I don't have a relationship with Jesus. Beloved, you, you need it. You need it. Because that's when you begin to understand, I am loved. And when you understand that, when you truly understand that, you begin to live as loved. God loves me the way I am, the wreck that I am, but I'm not staying this way. He loves me enough to not let me stay here. He comes into my mess and goes, I'll fix it for you. I'm like, sign me up. If that's you this morning, I want to pray for you. I want to pray that God comes into your life. And it's this simple. Ready? God, come into my life. God, come into my life. That's the prayer. It's easy. It's the most, most common prayer in the world. Oh, God, help. Three words. That's what your prayer is this morning. Let me pray for you. Father, I ask in Jesus' name, would you come comfort those who are praying with me? I need Jesus in my life. I've been doing it my way. I like my way. I know my way, but I'm praying for you this morning. And that would include some Christians out there who've been kind of on the border. They're like, I, think I, I don't think I'm living for God as much as, or as I should, right? As I need to be. If that's you, I'm praying for you this morning. God, would you be with these who recognize their need for you? I ask, Father God, walk with them today and comfort them and bring them peace. In Jesus' name, let it be so. Let it be done. Well, if that was you this morning, I'm going to put a slide up for you. Here's the number I want. I want you to text this number. It is 661-276-9090. 661-276-9090. Would you just text the word Jesus? That is the name the Bible says there is no other name by which man can be saved. Not on the earth, not in the heavens, only the name of Jesus. Would you text that number today? And, and here's what I want to do. Uh, if you'll text that number, I just want to be praying for you. I want to I get back to you and say, okay, how do I start this then? What's the next steps? Part of it is what we've been talking about, these colors of spirituality. So how did God make me? Great, let's do that. So I encourage you, uh, text that number. We want to we be praying for you. Would you join me in worship this morning? We're going to be worshiping God, giving him who, who we are, who, the way God made us. Some people, they, the worship is much quieter. Some people are enthusiastic. Got to raise the hands. 
Even in my living room, I have to raise my hands. I dance around my living room. That's probably an enthusiastic. Good for you. So, Lord, join us in our worship. We, we come to you. You've invited us in. We don't invite you in. And we join you. In your name, let it be so, let it be done.